0: Hey Bad Blood listeners, it's been seven months since Elizabeth Holmes was convicted on three counts of fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit fraud. Since then, Theranos co-founder and Holmes's one-time boyfriend, Sonny Balwani, has also been tried and was convicted on 12 cases of fraud. The two are expected to face sentencing hearings for these convictions later this year. In the meantime... Fraud continues to play out all around us on scales equally as astounding as that of the Theranos saga. That's where I come in. My name is Eudigid Padacharji, and I'm the host of Chameleon, Scam Likely, a new podcast that investigates the criminal empire behind a telefraud campaign that has scammed ordinary Americans out of millions of dollars. You've likely been a target yourself. Ever received a phone call from an unknown number saying you're late on a car payment for a car you didn't even own? Or from an IRS agent saying you're at risk of going to prison unless you pay up immediately? For me, these have become a weekly, even a daily occurrence. And while many people quickly hang up, many others get wrapped up in an elaborate con, leaving innocent people with their bank accounts wiped. But who's on the other end of these scam calls? That's what we set out to uncover on Chameleon, Scam Likely, the latest season of the Chameleon podcast. Join us as we embark on a mission to trace these calls down to the source to find out who's behind it all. Take a listen. Tell me about this call that you received.
1: The funny thing is, and on my phone, the caller ID showed me 911. And I pick it up. And the guys are like, okay, can you go out of your office and find some some place where no one else is hearing you? So I started worrying a little bit.
0: This is a guy I'm going to call Dhruv. It's the fall of 2013. Dhruv is living in a mid-sized American city, working in information technology. He's in his late 30s. He walks out of his office building to the parking lot, says, okay, no one else is around. The person on the other end of the line says they're calling from the Department of Homeland Security. Dhruv's heart skips a beat. The caller says there's a problem with Dhruv's immigration paperwork. Unless Dhruv pays a penalty to the government, he's going to be arrested and deported.
1: So, of course, (laughs) when I heard, I was scared. So I said, okay, fine, it's fine, I'm ready to pay.
0: You can understand his panic. and his wife had moved to the United States from India as students, hoping to build a better life. After graduating, they got work visas and started their careers. They planned to save enough money to buy a house, start a family, make America their home. Being deported would destroy that dream. For a moment, Dhruv wondered, is this really homeland security? But then the caller mentioned details that only an immigration official could have known, like the dates when Dhruv had most recently traveled to India. So Dhruv trusted the caller, and he was going to do what he said. The official said, you owe the government $500 to correct your immigration file. Then he started barking orders. He tells Dhruv, Go buy a prepaid cash card at CVS. Dhruv drives to the nearest CVS, finds the card in an aisle close to the entrance and pays at the register. $500. A lot of money for Dhruv. He's on the phone the whole time and the official says, good, now read out the numbers from the back of the card. That was the equivalent of transferring all $500. Dhruv starts to relax. The hard part is over.
1: So I think he put me on hold around 10, 15 minutes-ish. And then he came back and he said, hey, man, looks like your file is like, you know, not corrected. So it's definitely going to cost a lot more now.
0: Dhruv feels his heart sinking. But he had no choice but to agree to pay more. The immigration official gave him the address for a nearby Walmart where Dhruv bought more prepaid cards. At one point, he hung up and texted his wife to tell her he might not answer if she called.
1: Literally, he called me back and he said, like, why did you text someone? I said, no, I just text my wife only. So he said, no, you're not allowed to call anyone, not allowed to text anyone, until we are done.
0: Dhruv was already frightened. Now he was spooked. He felt this immigration official could see his every move. So Dhruv followed orders. Over the next few hours, Dhruv drove from one store to another buying more and more prepaid cards. If a store turned him away because of rules against selling prepaid cards above a certain limit, the official would give Dhruv addresses for new stores.
1: I did not drink water. I did not eat anything keep driving i only stop my or park my car either i am going to the store i stop once at the shell to to fill the gas and that also he was literally saying ask keep asking every few minutes saying okay is it done is it done how much more you you need the official had bad
0: news it turned out truth's case was even more complicated than he'd first thought It was being referred to the FBI. A new government official took over the call. This guy yelled at Dhruv and insulted him, intimidating him even more aggressively than the first guy. When Dhruv went to another Walmart to buy even more money cards, the new official told him that a person asking for donations by the entrance was actually a government agent surveilling him. The man's words deepened Thruve's feeling of helplessness and loss of agency. It was as if he were in a trance, completely under the control of this voice on the phone. The caller instructed him to buy a lighter and burn up all the cards.
1: So I did that actually, but a few of them I did, but then it's also, you know, <laughs> You can't do those kind of thing in the parking area as well. So I said, hey, I did it. But I ended I ended up putting it in my trunk.
0: Dhruv was dizzy and terrified, and more than anything else, exhausted. He couldn't go on. He told the official he couldn't pay any more.
1: So I don't care now. If you say, like, I'm illegal and you want me to depart right now, go ahead, do so. Because I don't have money. I can't do anything else anymore. So I'm done.
0: The caller finally let him go. When Dhruv got home, he searched online and discovered, as he had begun to suspect, that he had fallen for a scam. But it wasn't just him. Something seemed off with his wife. And finally, she told him what it was. She had gotten a similar call that morning and done exactly what Thruv did, frantically driving from store to store, giving more and more money to the scammers. Thruv's nightmare had been twice as bad as he had thought. So that night, both of you didn't sleep? No. Were you just researching on Google what to do next or?
1: No, we were just pretending that we are sleeping. But we both couldn't get to sleep. Not even a single minute.
0: And you were pretending because you didn't want to upset the other person? Yes,
1: same for both of us. They
0: had lost $30,000. Chameleon Scam Likely is available now wherever you get your podcasts.